Psalms 143, just about to the end of the book of Psalms there. Psalms chapter number 143 this morning. We'll read verses 7 through 12 responsively. I'll read out loud verse number 7, and then you'll join me on verse number 8, alternating down through verse number 12. Psalms 143 this morning, beginning in verse number 7. Bible says in Psalms 143, verse number 7, Hear me speedily, O Lord, my spirit faileth. Hide not thy face from me, lest I be like unto them that go down into the pit. Cause me to hear thy loving kindness in the morning, for in thee do I trust. Cause me to know the way wherein I should walk, for I lift up my soul unto thee. Deliver me, O Lord, from mine enemies. I flee unto thee to hide me. Teach me to do thy will, for thou art my God. Thy spirit is good. Lead me into the land of uprightness. Quicken me, O Lord, for thy name's sake. For thy righteousness' sake, bring my soul out of trouble. And of thy mercy, cut off mine enemies and destroy all them that afflict my soul, for I am thy servant. And let's pray. Father, thank you for the word of God. Lord, thank you that you have given it to us. It's not a history book that we look back and see something you did. It's not just a book of things that were, but it's the ever-eternal, ever-present words of God. They apply to us today as much as they did thousands of years ago when they were penned. Help us to get the truth that you have for us today. Change us. May we walk out of here a different person than the person that walked in, please. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. I want you to keep your finger in Psalm 143. I want you to look at one verse with me, and just one part of one verse, and then I want to Uh, give you a truth that I believe could change your life, your home, and your outlook on life in general. Look at verse number 8 with me, the text verse this morning. Cause me to hear thy loving kindness in the morning. Cause me to hear thy loving kindness in the morning. Now look at me. We live in a dark, rude, nasty Mean, violent world today. Kindness and manners are almost gone in society today. People live so selfishly. Life is about me and mine and my profit and me first and what can I get out of things. Whatever happened to kindness? Decades ago, our schools, our, uh, they call them public school, I call them government schools, began teaching what is called the critical thinking or constructive criticism thinking theories. Look what it has produced in our society. Critical thinking, constructive criticism is nothing but humanism and selfishness. What it is is this, that means I have the right to be mean, rude, and nasty because I disagree with the way you did something. That's all it is. 
You are not a smart thinker because you are a quote-unquote critical thinker. Can I tell you something? Even a dog knows when there's a problem. Just because you can spot a problem doesn't mean you're smart. Uh, we, we have little to no kindness because, uh, well, that, they didn't do it the way I think. So? By the way, we've added to the scriptures where it says every man does that which is right in his own eyes. That is the sum total of critical or constructive criticism thinking. TV, Hollywood, or as I like to call it, Hollywood, modern music, entertainment, books, and especially the news media have done everything they can to destroy kindness. Listen to this statement. I looked it up just recently. The first curse word ever used in Hollywood publicly was gone with the wind in 1940. At the very end when Clark Gable said, I don't give a Aswan, Hoover, uh, D.A. something. You see, America was in shock. Preachers all over America got up and said Hollywood is, is gone to the devil. They're cursing publicly. And that, by the way, try to find something from Hollywood today that does not have a curse word. In just 80 years, look where America has gone. Everybody doing okay? Pull up to a four-way stop sign and see how unkind people are. I'm not going to look at you. I'll look at the ceiling. But... I'll, I'll show you how unkind people are by the jostling that goes into a four-way stop. Why? Because where we are going and when we got to get there is more important than somebody else. Can I tell you something? <laughs> Five to seven seconds isn't going to change a whole lot. If you're that late... You're going to be late anyway. Don't worry about it. And do me a favor. Isn't it nice when people wave with all their fingers? Man, people flash me their IQ all the time. I thought, yeah, you're as dumb as the rest of my critics. You only know four-letter words. Now... Uh, <laughs> Drive in D.C. sometime. Man, those people, they have one hand on the steering wheel and one hand on the horn. Yeah, that's Bob. We were driving. We were just outside the Rayburn building, and Brother Harding was going to let us out. He was going to park the car, and all of a sudden I was sitting there, and boom, somebody hit the back end of the car. I wasn't driving. Now, there was no damage or anything, but some lady on a cell phone in a Suburban crashed the back end of his Lexus. Now, no damage, 
They just kind of said, no damage here, no damage there, let's go. But uh, that poor lady, she was scared to death. When we got out about a half a block later, and I turned around, she looked at me, she said, But I wonder how many others would have said other words. Now, I didn't. <laughs> we got back in the car and Brother C said, oh, my neck, oh, my back. <laughs> I just had to laugh. I really did. What happened to kindness? But I want you to notice Psalm 143, verse number 8. The Bible says, cause me to hear thy, what's the next word? Loving kindness in the morning. God tells us that we're to hear of his loving kindness in the morning. He doesn't just say, let me hear kindness. That's not two separate words. He said, cause me to hear thy loving kindness. God does not want us to hear the nastiness of the news media in the morning. God said, cause me to hear thy loving kindness in the morning. God does not want us hearing people screaming and hollering in the household because things aren't going the way we think it should go. He said, cause me to hear thy loving kindness in the morning. Okay, now we're meddling, aren't we? Uh, God says, I want you to listen to my loving kindness in the morning. Well, preacher, if you had the kind of morning I've had, uh, maybe if you would have listened to the loving kindness of God, you wouldn't continue to have the day you're having. Loving kindness is is a word only used in the Old Testament. It is a Hebrew word. It is the word kesed, which literally means kindness or tenderness applied with love. It is not just kindness or tenderness. It's kindness or tenderness applied with love. You see... I can be kind to someone and not love them. I did that Thursday. I was in D.C. I can be kind to someone and not have to love them. Everybody doing okay? Uh, I can show kindness to people I don't love. I did that to a lot of, I do that to a lot of people. And ladies, can I help you with something? If a man offers to hold the door, do me a favor, say thank you. Amen. The worst thing for you to say is, well, I can hold it myself. You walk by me, you might find out where an eight and a half goes. Uh, I get so tired of ladies who won't let a man be a gentleman. Well, I can do it myself. I know you can hold the door. It's not heavy, but it's the polite thing to do. Just say thank you and go forward. Get you through that door. You'd be surprised how many ladies get mean if I offered to hold a door for them. I had one lady, man, she just about cussed me out. I said, man, I'm glad I don't have to wake up next to you. 
say, Preacher, you didn't say that. Yes, I did. You know, God says, I don't want you just to be kind. I want you to show kindness with love. And you ought to see and hear that kindness with love every morning. God was very specific when he said this. He didn't say every day. He said every morning. You see, God does not want his children, Christians, to be like the world. Matter of fact, he said, come out from among them and be separate, saith the Lord. And touch not the unclean thing. I don't mean to, I was going to say beat a dead horse, but it's a different animal. Uh, when we were at the Senator Manchin's office, I won't tell you what kind it is, but uh, we when we walked in, there were two groups, uh, two smaller groups that went in to meet the senator before our turn. And they were there for special interests and specific things. And it was business as usual. And they walked the four of us back in and the senator walked out into the, the main area of his office there. And he said, folks, he said, my staff, everybody stop. He said, come on over here. And he greeted Dr. Harding and us. And he said, I want you to know something. He said, these people aren't here to get anything out of us. They're here to pray for us. And you could feel the mood in the room just go. All the scurrying stopped. All the busyness stopped. And he said, we don't get this very often. Everybody that comes in here wants something. They want to give something. It's time for us to get what they have. I thought, that's a powerful statement. You see... They're used to kindnesses so that others can get kindness back. They're not used to loving kindness. You see, God does not want his children to have the attitude of the world. We have too many fleshly, worldly Christians. We want to go to church and say, hey, look at me. Well, I hate to tell you, just because you put a uniform on doesn't mean you're a soldier. Everybody doing okay? Uh, he doesn't want us to have the, the, the focus of the world. God says, I want you to experience loving kindness every morning. I want to talk to you today about loving kindness in the morning. Point number one, start the day with God's loving kindness, not the devil's nastiness. I'm going to do something, then I'm going to show you some scriptures. What do you reach for first? I wonder how many of you start your day scrolling the news. Instead of scrolling the pages of the only book God ever wrote. Amen. I'm not saying that you need to be ignorant your whole life. But I am saying this, before you read the puke from the world, how about you feast at God's table? Amen. Because you're going to have to sift through the vomit of the devil 
to get the news. Everybody doing all right? I'm going to I'm going to ask you to turn to some scriptures here in the book of Psalms. Look at Psalm 92, just back 40, 50 chapters. Psalm 92. Look at verse number 2. We'll start in verse number 1. Psalm 92, verse number 1. It is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord, and to sing praise unto thy name, O Most High, to show forth thy loving kindness in the morning, and thy faithfulness every night. Notice God says the loving kindness in the morning. Go back to Psalm 26. Psalm 26, look at verse number 3. Psalm 26, verse number 3. For thy loving kindness is before mine eyes, and I have walked in truth. That means this. We're to be able to see God's loving kindness. And he said to do it in the morning. He didn't say watch Fox, CNN, ABC, NBC, CBS, HIV, whatever. He said to see thy loving kindness. And he talked about loving kindness in the morning. Go to Psalm 17. Just back another couple pages. Psalm 17, look at verse number 7. Show thy marvelous loving kindness, O thou that savest by thy right hand them which put their trust in thee from those that rise up against them. God's talking about his loving kindness. Turn back to Psalm 63. And I want you to notice there's a word here that I'll emphasize in just a moment. Psalm 63, look at verse number 1. Psalm 63, verse number 1. If you're not there, just look at whatever page you're on. Amen? Uh, nobody else will know. O God, thou art my God. What's the next word? Early will I seek thee. My soul thirsteth for thee. My flesh longeth for thee in a dry and thirsty land where no water is. To see thy power and thy glory, so as I have seen in the sanctuary, because thy loving kindness is better than life. My lips shall praise thee. What is the key to that? Early. That's talking about early in the morning. Not just early in life, but early in the morning. To seek thy loving kindness. Turn to Psalm 119. Psalm 119, look at verse number 147. Psalm 119, verse number 147. I prevented the dawning of the morning. In other words, before it was light, right? And cried, I hoped in thy word. Notice they were in the word of God before it was light. Mine eyes prevent the night watches that I might meditate in thy word. Hear my voice according unto thy Loving kindness, O Lord, quicken me in thy judgment. God, look at me. God's talking about reading and studying and hearing 
the things of the word of God in the morning. Can I tell you why some of you have such a bad day? Because you never start it with God. Can I tell you why you have such a sour attitude? Because you don't start with God. I did that commute to D.C. Thursday morning. But I got up early and read my Bible for a while because I knew I was going to need it. So I didn't get like everybody else on the road. I prayed while I was on my way down. Say, preacher, why'd you do that? Because I needed to spend time with God early in the morning. Uh, Why do we want to start the day with the evil and the dark and the nasty news of our world? Why do we want to start with the lies of the news media? (laughs) About three years ago, I quit consuming news early in the morning. I haven't watched a news broadcast on on television for years. And can I tell you something? My attitude is a whole lot better. I read my news. I can choose what to read and what not to read and who to read and what not to read. I don't have to listen to somebody vomiting in my ear about all the negative and the violence and these many people killed in this city and uh, these many buildings burnt down by protesters and these people who have uh, been accused of this and all the, the nastiness and the filth of the news. Why do we want to consume it? If I had the finest of steaks and turkey and and chicken and fish up on the platform. And then I had a barrel of vomit. I wonder what you would choose. The trouble is, in what we put into our brains, it's the barrel of vomit. And we wonder why we feel sick all day long. Maybe if we would stop and hear and see the loving kindness of God, maybe our day would be much better. I didn't say you're not going to meet people that you disagree with. You're going to deal with the same nasty people. But after you've spent a little bit of time with God, you pull up to the four-way on the way to work. Maybe the unkindness of somebody else won't bother you so bad. Everybody doing all right? Maybe we ought not start with the nasty music of the devil or the world. If we played the right kind of music, isn't it amazing? The cars that pass you at the worst times are the ones that are going. (laughs) Y'all know what I'm talking about? They're not passing you singing gospel hymns like that. i got to tell this story. It's so funny. I don't know where it came from, but the Holy Spirit just now brought it to my mind. It's not in my notes. When my wife and I lived in uh, Southern California, the, the, the houses are built on a postage stamp. Uh, I could mow my yard with a weed eater in about seven minutes. Uh, literally, the driveway was between two houses you had to not scrape, uh, scrape the door on the passenger side. And if I opened the driver's side door all the way, I had to go like this to get between it and the house next to me. Okay, I'm not kidding. And my dad, he was there. He knows what I'm talking about. We had neighbors on one side. 
that had two teenage girls. They loved to open their window and play their music as loud as they could. Well, I'm telling you, if you didn't shut the bathroom door, they could hear everything that went on in your bathroom. <laughs> it's that close. Y'all just don't understand what I'm talking about. And I asked them several times if they would turn their music down, turn the music down. And it just, it got to be laborious. And I, one day I told my wife, I said, if they do that again, I've got the cure. She said, what are you going to do? I said, you're not going to like it, but they're not either, but it's going to work. So, they're in there, the music's blaring. I got my speakers, and I ran the speakers clear to the kitchen. I opened up the window and the back door, and I popped in a sermon by Dr. Jack Hiles called, Is There a Hell? And at one point in time in that sermon, it's, Is there a hell? Is there a hell? And he's going, and I just let her fly. It is amazing how fast the music went. I never had to ask them to turn their music down again. Say, preacher, you didn't. Yes, I did. What's good for the devil's good for God. I just overpowered it with the right message. Isn't it amazing? You wonder why you have marriage troubles and you're listening to country western singers talking about cheating on their spouse, getting drunk, losing everything they have, uh, beating their wife, etc., etc., etc. And we wonder why we can't get along with somebody. You've ever listened to the words? Maybe we ought to get good music about God and singing praise to God to show forth thy loving kindness in the morning. Instead of playing the news on the radio while your kids are getting ready for school, how about you put good music on? It'd be amazing what it would do for their attitude. Now you're really not going to like this. Some of you that, some of you that think I'm a type A, type A means this, we're organized and you're not. Are really going to hate this. Everybody ready? Get as much of the morning things done as possible the night before. I'm going to teach you all something. You say, well, you just don't understand, preacher. Getting everybody dressed in the morning, you get everybody, make sure they got everything they need. Yeah, it's because you're trying to do it in the morning. We had to have our clothes set out the night before. Mom or dad inspected to make sure everything matched, was clean. I'm talking socks, belt, other things that we're not mentioning. Uh, Everything that we needed had to be set out. My wife will tell you this. I get up early no matter what. I can get dressed in the dark because I know where everything's at. But Saturday, last night... Last evening, I picked out this suit, this shirt, and I said, you choose the tie tomorrow. Usually, I pick out the tie, I put it all together, it's hung up, I know right where it's at, it's all put together so that I don't think about it on Sunday morning. That's one decision I don't have to make on a Sunday morning. I do it the night before. My shoes are set out, 
towards the door because I'm not allowed to walk on the carpet. Uh, and, and, and that kind of thing. You say, why? Because I don't want to have to think about that on Sunday morning. I got other pressing issues. I'm thinking about you and your needs. So I make sure everything is ready on Saturday so I don't have to worry about it Sunday. I don't have to say, where's my belt? Where's my shoes? Do my socks match? I'm colorblind. I don't care. Y'all know what I'm talking about? But I wonder how many people, uh, your house gets a little animated because, well, somebody's always not getting dressed right. Yeah, because you're, you're expecting, not inspecting. My kids had to get things out. We had to, we looked things over. <laughs> uh, boys, don't, they don't care. If they can put it at their nose and it doesn't smell like last week's clothes, it must be clean. If they throw the socks against the wall and they don't stick, they're clean enough. Yeah, buddy. Old, older, needs washed. Amen? Uh, <laughs> I had boys, I know. He said, well, did, did, did they take a shower? Yes, but did you use water and soap? Well, I turned it on. Did you get in it? No. Okay, go get a shower. I'm talking about have everything set out on Saturday, inspect it all, so that, and for girls, it's got to be the, everything's got to match, and you got to have the right purse, and you got to have the right jewelry, you got to have, I get all that, but do all that Saturday night. You could do that every night of school, so you don't have to have that battle in the morning before school. Isn't it amazing how much stress could be relieved just by setting your clothing out the night before? Ladies, that means you have to make a decision 12 hours before you wear something. For some of you, it takes 12 hours. Go ahead and set three of them out. But I would suggest narrowing it down to one, grab it, and go. Decision made. It's amazing. By the way, you'd be surprised how much less stress you'd have in your home over that one thing. My mom made lunches the night before we would leave for school. She didn't want to have to get up and make lunch in case something happened. It was there, had your name on it, you grabbed it and went on. Or when you were a little kid, you knew which lunchbox was yours. Isn't it amazing how much we wait to do to the last second? And because we're running behind, then we got to put stress on everybody. I'm talking about... (laughs) You're really going to think I'm nuts. Choosing what you're going to eat for breakfast the night before. Amen. Now, I don't eat breakfast. I just drink coffee and it's done. My wife, she got to the point where my kids got older, time for them to make decisions. She would have two or three, three things from which they would choose every morning. And as soon as they chose something... That's what they ate. They didn't get to get partway into it and say, well, I didn't want that. I want something else. Too bad. You, you stick with the decision you made. There's a responsibility that goes with making a decision. They didn't try all three and then decide they didn't want any of the three and you got to do something else. No, here's your choices. Like it or lump it, leave it. Everybody doing all right? Man, I'm having fun right now. Don't allow fussing and feuding and arguing in the morning. That's between you and your spouse or you and the kids. Ouch. I don't argue with people. 
But I'm especially not going to argue with them early in the morning. You say, why? Because I'm going to start my day right. That's why I get up before anybody else is up so I don't have to argue with anybody except myself. Uh, (laughs) Don't allow negative talk in the morning. Well, you're just ugly. I don't like what you're wearing. Well, nobody asked your opinion. Shut up. I'm sorry. Keep your mouth closed. I, I can really help some of you parents with your kids. Make sure their homework and their book bags and things are packed the night before. Amen. And, and by that, I mean this. And I know what I'm talking about, even through junior high, because when they hit seventh, sixth, seventh grade, their brain falls out their ear. That child you raised from, from birth, you're going to find out they hit junior high and their brain falls out. And it takes them a couple of years to find it. But that means this. You don't just say, did you put everything in your bag? Just because you know what that means, a child in a, in a, in a, in a junior hire doesn't know what that means. Yeah, I put it in there last week. I think I did. Now, that's the very same teenager you don't trust to do anything else. And you're going to trust them that they got everything in there? That means you look. Isn't that amazing? People don't do what you expect. People do what you inspect. A leader makes sure, and not just by saying, did you do? No, you look to see they did. And the more immature they are, the more looking there's involved. Boy, that's a good statement. Fellas, that's why your wife has to keep looking after you all the time. Because you haven't grown up yet. Read the Bible in the morning. Amen. God says, early will I seek thee. What better way to see and to hear the loving kindness of God than to read the love letter he wrote to us? Amen. Can I tell you something I try to do? Every morning, look for a way to be show God's loving kindness to somebody. It's something little, I know. I get up before anybody else in my house. Did I say that right? I'm gone before most people ever even know there is a morning. I get that. Every morning I get up, get things ready. I go to the kitchen, I'm taking my vitamins and things. I'm making coffee. I make two cups of coffee and put it in a thermos. I get done. I fill the water up in the Keurig and I throw the empty pods out and I put a clean one in so that when my wife gets up, is all she has to do is hit the button and it's ready to go. It's just a little thing. But I want to make sure that I've shown a little bit of loving kindness in the morning. Every once in a while, I'll write her a note and put there. Aw, hey, you keep them the way you got them, amen? Love notes worked when we were dating. They'll work after you're married, too. Uh, We're not supposed to be, well, I don't like what you're wearing today. Now, mamas, 
when stripes and prints and polka dots are all put together, you might have to help them a little. But if you do it the night before, you don't have to say anything the morning of. You shouldn't have the nasty attitudes in the morning because everybody's running late. And somebody's running around, can't find their belt, got two different shoes on, three different pairs of socks, and uh, all that kind of stuff. Learn to start your day with loving the loving kindness of God towards others. Maybe God will help you start your day with his loving kindness towards you. Maybe you could speak loving kindness for someone else to start their day with. Not, well, did you do this? Did you do that? Did eh, how about the loving kindness of God? I realize raising kids means there's there's a lot of checking. But you don't have to be nasty about it. I better go to point number two real fast. God's loving kindness is marvelous and out of this world. It's marvelous and out of this world. So, And you don't need to turn to these verses because I'm just going to fly through them here, but... Let me read several of these verses to you. Psalm 17, 17 says this, uh, 17, 7, I'm sorry. Show thy marvelous loving kindness, O thou that savest by thy right hand, them which put their trust in thee from those that rise up against thee. Psalm 36, verse number 7 says this. How excellent is thy loving kindness, O God. Therefore, the children of men put their trust under the shadow of thy wings. Psalm 63, 3, Psalm 69, 16, all talk about how excellent, how marvelous the loving kindness of God is. I love to watch the loving kindness of God every morning at sunrise. I wish you could have been here this morning to see the sunrise. It was still dark out, just starting to break twilight, and I could see all the white puffy clouds. And I said, ooh, God's got a show coming this morning. Now, i got to have a cup of coffee to really experience it. (laughs) Or at least one cup. But I've usually got the second one done by the time the sun comes up. I I was waiting for the light to break, and I took three pictures within about five minutes this morning, and it looks like three different days. It's fantastic. It started off with yellows, and you could see the the light poofy clouds, and then it turned orange, and I don't know what other colors because I can't see them all. And then it was just... Breath, it was like the sky was on fire. And I said, you did that for me, God. I get to see and hear your loving kindness this morning. The birds were going crazy. The deer were running around out there. The red-tailed hawks were screeching. and uh, it, it was just an amazing morning. I love to see the birds and hear their songs in the spring. It's amazing. Uh, Brother Aaron, I was, he's a city slicker. He had never been hunting. He doesn't know nothing about nature. <laughs> he's learning, though. 
The old dog ain't got, ain't got the trick yet, but he's still trying, amen? Uh, but uh, there's rules in hunting, that, especially deer hunting, that you can't fire a weapon. Uh, with, you have to wait till 30 minutes before sunrise and 30 minutes after sunset. And uh, I know hunters, man, they got to they gotta watch the clock. I've been hunting enough, amen, Brother Steve? How many of you have ever heard the term, the crack of dawn? Can I tell you what that is? 30 minutes before sunrise. And it's like God turns a switch on. Amen, Brother Aaron? I, I was sitting in with two man staying one day, or we were ground blind hunting or something. I said, watch this. I said, wait until you hear the first bird. And within 30 seconds, the woods wakes up. I said, and then look at the clock, and it'll be 30 minutes before sunrise. And within, uh, and I, I, I was listening, I was listening, all of a sudden, and within 30 seconds, the, the woods wakes up. I said, look at your clock. And it was shooting time. I said, that's what the crack of dawn's talked about. I said, it's amazing how God gets things ready for the day. By the way, they're up before the sun. It's amazing to listen to nature. You can tell what time it is. You can tell when sunset is and when the last light is. Because when, when the sun sets, birds are pretty well done other than the geese and the ducks. Squirrels are in their nests. Everything's done. Wood starts getting quiet. Sunset. You know you got 30 minutes left and time to get out. It's amazing. What is that? God's loving kindness. God's loving kindness. Learn to not look at each event. Learn to look at God's loving kindness. I don't look at a sunrise and say, oh, that's a beautiful sunrise today. I look at that and say, what a marvelous God we have today. What a great God we have. I sent the picture to Dr. Caudill this morning. He said, Preacher, you have the most amazing sunrises there. I said, No, we have the most amazing God here. He said, All right, Sunday, you don't have to preach to me. <laughs> now, wait a minute. It's true. I call it God art. It's amazing how... He can take it and turn it and just watch the sun rise. May I be a little harsh in how I say something? Before you suck down and face the dark, evil, nasty, rude world and its news, how about you watch and listen to God's loving kindness in the morning? Read your Bible. Pray. Look at the sunrise after you've had coffee. Number three. To hear and see God's loving kindness in the morning, you have to get up early enough to do it. You knew it was coming, didn't you? You will have less stress and a less, less of a bad day if you'll start your day with a dose of loving kindness. I promise you. If you'll start your day with God, your day won't be as bad. I didn't say you wouldn't have bad things happen. 
But you start with a big old dose of loving kindness and look how you can take the nastiness of the world. I'm going to suggest something. You don't have to do it. Give yourself 30 minutes alone with God in the Bible and prayer and experience the loving loving kindness of God every morning. Well, I'd have to get up earlier, preacher. I'll promise you, you'll be more productive getting up 30 minutes earlier, starting your day with the loving kindness of God, and you'll be less stressed and you'll sleep better and not need that 30 minutes. I'll promise you. It allows you to wake up with a purpose. I don't get up and say, I got to go to work. I got another day. When you start your day with God, it's I get to get up and I get to spend time with God today. I look forward to spending time and hearing the loving kindness of God today. That means this, you don't have to hit the snooze button. Two, three, four, five times. When it goes off, get up and go experience the loving kindness of God. (laughs) Is not the loving kindness of God. (laughs) I I don't know how some of y'all do that. I'm not the kind of person that says, well, I'm going to have three or four or five different alarms. Shoot. Once the alarm goes off, I'm up. I'm ready to go. I don't want to be wakened up four or five times. Just sleep till it's time to get up and get up. And if you get up with a purpose of spending time with God to hear his loving kindness, you'll want to get up. When I spend time with God, I don't stress about the day. I don't turn the news on. I don't read the news first. I read God's word first. Matter of fact, in the book of Job, it says, thy word is more important than my necessary food. I can tell you how to read your Bible every day. Don't put food in your mouth till you read the Bible. You'll eventually read the Bible because you're going to get hungry. Don't wait till the last second to get up. Spend time with God. I'm excited to get up and hear the loving kindness of God in the morning. I've got to quit. You'll not dread your day when you start it with his loving kindness. You won't dread what you have to do at work if you start your day with loving kindness. You won't dread the people as badly if you start your day with the loving kindness of God. You won't dread the duties of the day if you start your day with the loving kindness of God. I've got to quit. Let me read a few verses to you and I'll be done. 1 Corinthians chapter 13. We call it the charity chapter, the love chapter, whatever you want to call it. But 1 Corinthians chapter 13, talking about love, it says, Charity suffereth long, is kind. Charity is kind. Loving kindness. Charity envieth not. Charity vaunteth not itself, is not puffed up doth not behave itself unseemly, seeketh not her own, is not easily provoked, thinketh no evil, rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoiceth in the truth, beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things, charity never faileth. Maybe if we'd start our day with that versus the news, we'd have a better day. 
many of you, I try to text you every morning. I say, well, preacher, I don't get your text. Well, give me your cell number and I'll add you to the list. I try to start with a verse and just a thought and a prayer that I've been praying for you for the day. Say why? Because I want you to start your day with some loving kindness. I can't tell, tell you how many people have said to me, preacher, man, I look forward to that every day. If it gets past a certain time, some of you, amen, Bob, I beat you up today, preacher. Ha, 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 ha. No, you didn't. I was just too busy to text you. I was driving. Now, wait a minute. Some of you, if it gets past 7 o'clock, you're, preacher, are you okay? Something happened. No, I'm out hunting. Leave me alone. That deer walking by. More important things, amen? I'm being selfish. No. Hang on. Show thy loving kindness in the morning. Not just kindness. Loving kindness. Not only will we want to see and hear God's loving kindness, we ought to want others to hear it and see it from us. Maybe if you'd be more concerned about showing God's loving kindness, you wouldn't care that somebody wore a shirt you don't like. Everybody doing okay? Isn't it amazing the things that we nitpick? Huh. God shows us by the fact that he saved us by his grace. That we don't have to die and go to hell. If I have nothing else in the morning to thank God for, I can look up and say, God, I don't have to die and go to hell. I'm saved. My name's written in heaven. I'll never be judged for my sin. And boy, has he been good to me. If you don't know for sure you've trusted Jesus Christ as your Savior, can I tell you something? You could have that assurance and see the loving kindness of God every morning. You have a copy of the Word of God. If not, see me, I'll get you one. But read it every day to see and show forth the loving kindness of God every morning. I'm giving you some thoughts. May we experience and may we show others the loving kindness of God.